episode 577 comes to you live on the 10th of October 2022 at a special start time of 5:30 p.m. IST extreme rules pay per view or emergency room pay per view the way this special the way this pay per view event went i'm sure most of the wrestlers would have gone to the emergency room post the tournament the way the matches were stipulated the way the no disqualification no count out match and using weapons of any kind it lived up to its hard hitting affair with every match having different and specific speculations and why was this happening because this particular professional wrestling promotion that is WWE is facing stiff competition from its relatively younger professional wrestling competition AEW which is only 3 years old but has wrestlers which may make it up to the experience of over a thousand years the amount of experience that the wrestlers recruited by AEW and 99% of them were former WWE contractual wrestlers which means that the WWE had to do something which was unusual in its way it had to have hard hitting matches which have, which could have gone the PG 14 way but they had to do it nevertheless so let's start with the first match of the evening it was a match between Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan for the SmackDown Women's Championship with the extreme rules match which means no disqualification no count out and anything goes and as the promotion for this particular match went it had already been stipulated that Ronda Rousey was going to win because that was her deal house a former UFC champion and a former UFC contractual wrestler meant that it was in her wheelhouse and she could do anything with her wrestler with no rules and that if all the referee could do was if one of them tapped out or was pinned for the referee had to call the match otherwise the referee in all these matches had minimum rules and then you could use weapons like the candlesticks tables chairs even things like baseball bat became legal and it showed how women's division in this particular profession has progressed where women have their own matches and an extreme rules match meant that they could have creative elements at their best and this was about two women trying to stay on on top of the mountain and top of the championship mountain who eventually went on to win ronda rousey submitting the other opponent live morgan and use of weapons is as limited as one's creative imagination and the match just didn't stop both of them had a back and forth and it was a classical women's match it was difficult to call it first because both of them were 
unrelenting in their the fact that none of them were willing to give it up but ronda rousey the more experienced professional wrestler in this case was able to submit or tap out or make sure that her opponent faded technically her opponent did not tap out as one often sees but if you fade and then the referee feels that the match has to be called that's exactly what happened and in these situations you have to be as sadistic and as mean as possible because if wwe wants to be in competition with aew they have to come up with such stipulations it will never happen again the upcoming pay-per-views will go back to regular matches where rope breaks countouts will be a part of the match rules this was one moment for all the wrestlers to show their skills that they could go beyond the regular wrestling rules and go beyond the mat go beyond the squared circle and this is what exactly the two women in this particular match did but if this was one match which was classical another match which will be remembered and which was pinned and billed as a first ever ladder match for a championship in the women's division which was it made the stipulation very simple climb the ladder grab the championship and you have the match in your hands and this was about bailey who was away for year away for a year due to injuries and other reasons was trying to get back to the top of the ladder that is top of the women's division at least as far as the raw women's championship is concerned and i am not surprised that whoever went on to win that's a different story bianca did not have backup and despite bailey having backup in the faction called damage control and those two tried every method to make sure that bianca belair did not climb the ladder and grab the championship but somehow bianca belair who has been a champion for over a year and has faced all kinds of opponents from Becky Lynch's surprise return last year at SummerSlam to Bailey's return this year to SummerSlam she endured that 3 on 1 situation and was able to overcome that made sure that her three opponents were flat laid out they could not get up and she quickly made the climb to the ladder and retained her championship so one championship was made to switch hands the other championship was made to be retained and that is what was the beauty about such match especially in the women's division where seeing such aggressiveness and meanness can be a little difficult for a few faint hearted moving on to the matt riddle set volens strap fight pit match another very interesting stipulation fight pit meant that there was a big cage with scaffoldings and here unlike other cage matches where you can climb out of the ladder and jump outside and win the match the only way to win this match was to pinfall or submission countouts didn't work 
the only way to win was to be in the middle of the ring. If you if you were on top of the scaffolding, that would not work. But how did this match come about? These two have been going at each other verbally for the past few months. They had gone extremely personal, extremely deep, and ranting about each other's personal life, professional life. And this was partly because of Matt Riddle mocking Seth Rollins losing to Cody Rhodes. Both Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins losing to Roman Reigns in a championship match, which really riled them up. And then this match was put together. Will this be the last of these two competing? Well, with WWE, you, you never know. They may go on to become tag team partners. In the future, whenever two wrestlers have fought in such dueling matches, their attitude towards the other changes. That is how the story flows. So it's quite a possibility that maybe in the next three to four months, one might see these two team up to challenge maybe the Usos for a tag team championship match, and then going further for a. Uh, Universal Championship and Disputed Championship match because these two know that they have that much left in the tank to challenge Roman Reigns. But the most interesting part was how this particular program ended. Well, I'll keep that a secret. I'll tell you in the end how this particular program ended. Let's move forward. Another very interesting matchup, which which had a long history, just like the Rollins Riddle match. Edge, who has a very interesting story, when he returned in 2020 after nine years of break because he had to quit the company due to injuries, he returned. Then immediately next year, he goes on to win the Royal Rumble, challenges Roman Reigns for an undisputed championship match, doesn't win. Challenges Randy Orton has a couple of classical matches with Randy Orton and then creates Judgment Day later this year. Earlier this year in May, he created Judgment Day, recruiting likes of Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley and then Finn Balor. But things turned around as it often happens. They had to create a very dark kind of faction maybe to counter a couple of factions in AEW they had to create heel turns and heel turns are the beauty of WWE they can easily make a baby face into a heel how did that happen I will let you know so Edge versus Finn Balor once again Edge did not have that kind of faction backup like Finn Balor had but let me tell you the Judgment Day faction or the stable will not last long. They are only there as long as they have a genuine dislike for their fellow wrestlers and they want to recruit them. They have tried AJ Styles, did not work. But they have a numbers game advantage and that is what works for this particular faction. And the biggest advantage is that they have a female wrestler and you all know what happens when a female wrestler gets involved in some situation. It completely changes 
the dynamics and therefore but to counter the situation edge's wife beth phoenix came into the picture and she tried to counter via deeply but judgment day always has found a way to counter such situations and they were able to do that in this particular situation as well they were able to force edge to say i quit or they would harm his wife badly whether it was kayfabe on the spot genuine partly scripted partly genuine i'm not going to go into that but the match ended with edge saying i quit now the question is is i quit only around the i quit match or is i quit around the context of him saying that maybe i'm quitting this particular professional wrestling again and you may not see me again in the ring of course he made a video statement he made references around his age and retirement and coming back and all that which is strange for a professional wrestler to do because their age never comes into question they never themselves talk about age otherwise you wouldn't see wouldn't hear of a sting competing at the age of 60 or someone like undertaker going till the age of 56 competing till that age so age is never really mentioned in the annals of professional wrestling history when the wrestler decides to go they can retire at 30 they can retire at 45 they can retire at 50 that's completely on the discretion of the wrestler and other factors there are so many wrestlers right now in that age group of 40 plus some of them always reach 35 36 so age cannot become a factor in these situations but i had mentioned a heel face a baby face turning heel this is with reference to dominic mysterio who made who made his debut last year who's the son of ray mysterio a semi legend in this business who's not exactly a hall of famer but will get that title soon so these two started together you could always feel there was some tension between those two and it was all came to a boil when dominic mysterio decided to enter this judgment day faction completely changes outlook his wing gear and then do some activity activities and say some things which are not considered appropriate at this level but the heel turn was necessary we don't know maybe this is all a long elaborate plan between way mysterio and dominic mysterio maybe it's going to happen in a way that dominic mysterio could be that individual who enters a faction pretends to be friends for a couple of months and then turns on them quickly we have seen this happen we have seen this happen so many times we have seen faction break up in the most bizarre of ways so you don't know what is exactly in the mind of dominic mysterio of course maybe this partnership with the likes of Finn Balor and Damian Priest will bring out the meanness in him and you might see him challenge someone for a title match or you might see two out of the four challenge someone for a tag team match so maybe they are building up towards that which two will challenge it's difficult to say and how will 
edge situation play out we'll know very soon as he quit indefinitely when edge whether he's 48 right now or 50 tomorrow you never know what's in the mind of a professional wrestler how genuine is that video is it to garner emotions or were they genuine about what they were saying in professional wrestling it's difficult to say that line between genuine scripted and something else is so thin that it's difficult to demarcate it's almost invisible it's as if it's been blown by the wind and sometimes it's difficult to distinguish between which part of the wrestler is genuine which part of the wrestler is playing the character and which part is a mixture of both in professional wrestling it's better not to focus on that because if you start focusing on that then you will be very very confused so whether it's genuine whether it's scripted whether it's a combination of both or whether it's a wrestler just playing the character they are supposed to play let them do it just like in a movie we get the impression that the actors playing the role of a character they make it so real so genuine and it's difficult to say which is the actor and which is the character to see it in the same way in this particular profession and that's how you will be not confused moving on another interesting rivalry that has cropped up Karen Cross who made his official debut this year they have targeted Drew McIntyre and that's exactly what they want to do once again Roman Reigns was never going to be directly targeted so this match was set up after weeks and weeks of Karen Cross challenging Drew McIntyre that your time is up i'm the new guy in town i'm going to make sure that you are relegated to the bottom of the line and this turned out to be a strap match a strap match where your wrist one of your wrist is tied to your opponent and you're limited by the mobility Drew McIntyre had the match in control but Karen Cross unlike most wrestlers had a backup he also has a stable and Drew McIntyre has been at the receiving end of numbers game as far as opponents and rivals are concerned they use outside help of their faction to outscore him and this is exactly what happened in this particular match what exactly did happen i won't go to details about that but that's what the interesting part is Drew McIntyre was part of a faction a couple of years ago but things change factions like bloodline can continue for long because they have some real connection factions like judgment day have a short life they will continue as long as the script allows them to continue as long as situation allows them to continue and your factions like imperium and broadening roots they have something else in common maybe a shared culture european culture i'll talk about that as this program moves on shield as a faction which looked unbreakable broke so many factions have broken up just when it feels as if this is one of the strongest factions strongest stables there's still an argument which is the strongest stable there is affiliation towards degeneration x because of the persona they created because 
at a time at which they came maybe it was a time when you needed heel turn characters where you needed outside the box thinking in terms of the way they created an atmosphere in the squared circle if you want to know more about degeneration x we'll talk about them later but which is the strongest faction they have been there forever you have legion of doom evolution shield in the contemporary times judgment day imperium there are some of them even in nxt the guard of the phantasma who move on to make their debut in a very in a fashion in which they do what do they have in common sometimes they have a shared culture shared language sometimes they share everything literally they share a bloodline shield broke at a time when you felt it won't it broke it came back again when then manda wrestler decided to move on to another profession wrestling company so you can't predict what happens in these kinds of matches or in these kind of stables which is the strongest stable i don't know emotions might point towards ones like evolution evolution or degeneration x because they had individuals like road dog and triple h and shawn michaels and others emotions go towards that logic dictates maybe the shield maybe the bloodline there's a difference when you're in the year 1996 and there's a difference when you're in the year 2022 just the atmosphere just the pre pseudo media era the effect created in the pre pseudo media era and the effect created in the post pseudo media era can make a huge difference genuine fans versus well i don't even know what do you call fans created in the post pseudo media era but they are not genuine there is no connection that's for me and then one match which had a lot of hype was the brawling boots versus the imperium in a good old fashioned donny brook match now these two factions are led by proud individuals who say that they have a proud european heritage and they want to continue that legacy but shamus on one side you have walter gunther on the other and what does a good old fashion donny brook match mean once again no disqualifications no count out only way to win is by pinfall or submission and despite being equalized at most time it looked as if imperium would have an upper hand for 90% of the match but how do you win you take out the biggest competitor in that particular match and they were able to knock out gunther and then they used an opportunity to pin one of the other two between giovanni de vinci or his partner ludwig kaiser and that's exactly what happened so good old dog good old fashion donnie brook match just beating each other up speed fight two factions trying to establish their legacy where so many factions have come and gone new day has been there for close to 10 years street profits are doing their best to stay in this particular tag team competition bloodline has been doing that for over 2 years 
with so much competition and so much scramble to be at the top and how do you be how are you at the top you win the tag team championship if you are part of two or more than two individuals and one of them would be looking to win the championship but numbers game always play a role and in this the brawling roots were able to make up for what happened to shemus's double loss while competing for the intercontinental championship the brawling roots and imperium as a name says they had nothing to lose and they went it's 18 hours leather in this particular situation this is how six matches of this particular pay-per-view were scheduled but the ending of the match could have been more dramatic than it was i had talked about a certain wrestler who had taken a two-year break and it was not known whether this wrestler would return but there was a return of a certain fiend or bay by it and there's an interesting story behind this in 2020 in a storyline in a in a fire kind of match between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt was as the story goes burned alive and then for almost 2 years he wasn't seen nobody knew what was happening but the interesting thing is his proteges in Braun Strowman who's trying to create his own singles career his other protege Alexa Bliss, who was also part of this strange dark faction, has come out of that and is competing in normal matches. How will those two react in context of Bray Wyatt returning? And how will that work for WWE? And how will that will it work for the less of the Brocco room? Because he will challenge Roman Reigns for a championship match because he held it before Roman Reigns beat him to it and that's a separate story. It really does kind of shake things up because the crowd went berserk as soon as the arena went dark and the way his entry and the way the entire thing was created was well one of the best ways to see the return of a wrestler. I mean there are a lot of ways but this is closest you can see it in the most dark, wild fashion. And the impact he left before he was not there for almost two years for whatever reasons. It remains to be seen how does that change the context of things in this particular profession. But his return will make a huge difference and number of contenders for the championship WWE undisputed championship keeps growing and I shall talk about that later
578 will come to you live on the 12th of October 2022.